one half of the Booze and Boobs podcast, and this is my other half. Hi, I'm Katrina. Welcome to our podcast. We hope you love it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Booze and Boobs podcast. This is Katrina. And I'm Rachel. We are so excited to be here. This is one of the movies that I believe we bonded over. It's called The Boy. We did bond over this one. We were shook when we first watched this. <laughs> the twist. It took us by surprise. We were spooked the whole time trying to figure out what was going on. We did not see the ending coming. And I feel like, I mean, that that kind of takes a lot. Like, it was a pretty good twist. Because we came up with some pretty good ideas of what, what it could have been. Yeah, and none of them were what it was (laughs) none of them were but that's refreshing it was good um there is a sequel to the boy that stars katie holmes and pour one out for katie holmes because that movie is trash i guess we can kind of jump into the boy it came out in 2016 notable actors in it are lauren cohen from the walking dead i have never seen that show but i know that she's in it Uh, i do love the walking dead um, Rupert Evans plays Malcolm and James Russell plays Brahms so spoiler alert already um, I mean Katrina and I we talked right before we started recording about you know what we could do for this episode because we're like well I feel like to make our notes and make it relatable and personable we kind of have to spoil it at the beginning that way we can talk through it yeah so We're going to give a little synopsis um, on the movie. So spoiler alert, the basis of this movie is a girl from Montana took up a babysitting job in the UK for a very rich family. Yeah, that's Um, like a castle. I love it. It legitimately, as soon as I saw like the wrought iron gates, I was like, money, (laughs) (laughs) so much money that they don't know what to do with it. Anyway. She is there to babysit a porcelain doll and they're going on vacation. Turns yeah. out big shock. That doll um is not possessed or haunted like we thought it was the whole time. But there is a grown ass man living in the walls of this mansion controlling it and doing all of these things. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So it's very good. We very much enjoyed this. Every single time I watch it, like even when I just watched it now for the podcast, I was reading Katrina's notes on it about a spot that she's like, oh, like this part scared me. And I knew exactly what was going to happen, had her notes right in front of me. And then when the thing happened, I still got scared. So it holds up, (laughs) even if you know what's going on, it kind of makes it more like a mystery when you watch it knowing the ending. Yeah, you're kind of trying to think of the how more so because the first time you watch it you're thinking who or what is happening but now that you know you're like how is he doing this exactly because he is not a small person by any means oh my god no i just watched it and i'm like he's huge ginormous and like hairy first of all I literally go to my notes I'm like how is he so hairy <laughs> it's insane so I mean I guess we could just kind of jump into it that way and I think it also makes it more fun on the podcast too for us to be kind of like 
reacting to it, especially knowing it, but it also explains a lot as we go. So let's go ahead and get started. I will say, I just made this connection in my head when we were talking about this. And you've seen Encanto, right? Yeah. He, Bruno in the walls the whole time and nobody knows he's there. We don't talk Dogs. about Bruno. So literally, literally, the the UK version of oh my god, Bruno <laughs> Brahms, Lin Manuel Miranda. We see you. All right, let's open it up. So we're opening up to what I feel like is the most basic movie opening there is: a car driving down a wooded height, like just through the woods and trees, mm-hmm. and just either this aerial viewpoint. It's weird. It's pretty. It's, it's just like it's beautiful. Okay. But I'm like, where are we? Get to the point. We cut into the car and there's a creepy ass driver trying to check around the rear view mirror. And she was like, yeah, Ugh. I and saw she that notices. in your notes. Um, was really just paying attention to, um, so Lauren Kahn plays Greta in the movie. So I was just paying attention to like how she was sleeping against the window. Like she had like a shirt or like something like rolled up the window, like kind of like under her chin. And I was like, <laughs> When I sleep in a car, I like have my head back, my mouth open, like I'm mouth breathing, like everything's terrible. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's trying to be pretty for them to see. Homegirl sleeping in the car. And then the driver, like it's, you know, a little bit of like a jump scare, like tense moment. Like he taps on the outside of the window and then he says, I didn't know how else to wake you. And I'm like, maybe you were in the same car and you could have been like, hey, we're here, or like tapped her, you know, on the knee or something like that because he was driving and she's in the back seat. It's like there were so many ways that you could have got her attention besides tapping on the window. Uh, the driver has okay. said that um, he already took Greta's things inside. So she's just like, oh, okay, thank you. And then she walks inside, you know, her stuff is there. It's a really nice house. It's all dark wood. Like there's a huge staircase off to the side. Like it's really pretty, very old, mansion-y. And the girl's really nice. She takes her shoes off and then she's kind of just walking around. Um, but she asks, like she kind of like talks into the distance, like, is anybody there? And then nobody answers. So she decides to go upstairs and be nosy. But she goes into what looks like a child's bedroom and while she's looking at some of the stuff, the grocery boy, Malcolm, startles her. I know, he's so funny. He's like, like he introduces himself. He's like, I'm the grocery boy, uh, a grocery man. I actually <laughs> own the shop. It's so obvious. And then I I swear to God, because I was watching it on the couch, my dog sighed when Malcolm was like fumbling over his words, like trying to flirt with her. She just went... He's like, okay, girl, you're really pressed right now. (laughs) He invites her to go downstairs to help him put groceries away. Like, she just got there and you're already putting her to work. But this is when we learned that they're in the UK. And he's trying to, like, flirt with her and says his grandmother read tea leaves and his mother read palms. And so he says, let me read your gum. And, like, takes her gum into his hand. I'm like, "Mm, COVID, can't do that. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah good good call we definitely don't do that anymore but I mean yeah. it was it is funny and it's sweet like I know we're kind of like ragging on the movie but it's like now we're just having fun with it but it's, yeah. it's very good he's cute like he does it in a charming way to where it's not it's not weird it's not like you don't feel pressure from him or anything like that like he seems like a genuinely nice person mm-hmm. um but when he's reading the gum he says that she's 
oh, he sees that she's on the run from something, which is like a general guess because, I mean, she's in another country taking yeah. a job. Yeah, because, like, his first thing was, like, oh, you're an author and you're trying to escape, like, the bumbling city life. So you come out here to the countryside. And she's just like, no. <laughs> so then when he says, like, you're on the run, I'm like, well, based on, like, how the movie is setting this up, like, yes, you're right, you've hit a nerve. But I'm like, well, what else would she be doing? Like, if she's not, right. like, writing and, like, doing it, why else would she be there? So it gets a little good. tense good and stuff like the face that she makes that was really good yeah and so it gets a little awkward but then so she just switches the subject and inquires about the boy Brahms um and then once she kind of inquires we meet mother dearest truly I can't stand her (laughs) I really can't uh so the first thing that she says is where are your shoes not hello not hi nice to meet you you must be so and so like just really woman you couldn't have waited it's like that was a sign of respect that she didn't have her shoes on in your nice house yeah she's wearing socks matching socks by the way she has her shit together don't disrespect her (laughs) has her shit together but is running away to the uk so she goes to try and find her shoes and her shoes are missing and the mom says that oh brahms is playful and I'm sure that they'll turn up, which knowing what we know now that Brahms is a full grown man hiding in the walls. That's uh, so scary. Right? Like the fact that he can walk so quietly, like without being noticed and move things and just, ugh. No, and it's really scary. And the mom and dad are the only people who know that he is alive and he is a man. Right. So it's, like, oh, Brahms is just playing. It's like, can you think about literally anybody else in the situation? Like, it would be weird if I misplaced my shoes. Like, where are my shoes? What have I done? But you know right. for a fact that a man just took them and you're like, hmm, no big deal. Which part of me is like, they know that they're about to introduce her to a porcelain doll. And they're already blaming it on the porcelain doll why not say oh my husband must have like blame them on somebody yes who is there because once they're gone there's nobody to blame it on yeah that's actually a very good point try logic first and then gaslight (laughs) don't immediately gaslight with something crazy she is brought up to a room with the father and there's a porcelain doll sitting in the chair like a rocking chair and they say, oh, this is Brahms. And they just stare at her. I know, and Greta just starts laughing like she thinks this is a joke. Yeah, which rightfully so, because these people must be insane. Yeah. And I'm then, sure she's getting paid decent money to I watch mean, a porcelain doll. it was enough for her to leave Montana for. Mm-hmm. And Montana is, you know, so far away from the UK. I mean, like, I guess the flight could have gone over the North Pole. Like, I know sometimes they do that, but that's it's not like it's new york where it would be even closer mm-hmm. one uh comment i made is that the so the parents are old like they're old people and yeah they are referring to each other as mommy and daddy like ew i mean if i was gonna live that to be that old i hope i had a rich ass husband i could just call him daddy but i don't need like a porcelain doll child 
porcelain dolls better than real. <laughs> True. So they're just staring at her while she at first is laughing, and then Greta kind of like just pulls it together. Yeah. So the grocery boy Malcolm comes in clutch, as Rachel said, and uh, kind of shows her like, no, they're serious, and walks up to Brahms, the porcelain doll. And shakes his hand, like, so nice to see you, Brahms. Then it gets really awkward. And the mom talks about how there were lots of nannies, but Brahms picked you and Brahms rejected them. They're not as pretty or young. And I'm like, first of all, all the red flags are happening right now. Because if you know they've gone through tons and tons of nannies, it just goes to show you that they're not looking for the normal qualifications of a nanny, most likely. Yeah, they literally went through everybody in the UK, so they had to get someone from another country. Exactly. Like, they're like, <laughs> we need someone young, naive, beautiful, with no family connections if they go missing. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's terrifying. Like, they literally hunted this girl. So, I mean, however they got in contact, we don't know how that happened. We just know that she's there. And then the mom takes Greta up to Brahms's room, which is that child bedroom from before mm-hmm. um, where she met Malcolm. And then she's got uh, detailed instructions for how Greta needs to wake him up to change his clothes. And then Greta has the doll and she's like really gentle with it. And then the mom is like, well, he's not a baby. You don't have to treat him like that. And she's like, well, what do you want me to do? <laughs> right? He's made of porcelain. It's not like a concrete baby. Like, I don't understand. And it's, but it's also like, she's tentative because it's awkward. But she just has this very, like, wake him up at seven. And she's like, no, wake him up. And then, like, read to him in a loud, clear voice. It's just all of these things. Like she also talks about how music appreciation is next, and it has to you have to play the music very loudly. And second time watching it, you realize it's so he can hear it through the walls, right? It's and that's still scary upon rewatch when you do know why she's making so many weird requests. The thing that is is weird like I guess like I if I'm going to understand you know that they're hiring somebody to entertain their grown-ass adult man son who lives in the walls if we're gonna set aside that logic (laughs) and we're gonna say you know read in a loud clear voice play the music really loudly but I just don't connect it to waking him up at 7 a.m and changing his clothes a certain way like I guess to have like a physical representation and to make you know make it a movie make it scary uh, and weird but if the parents are going to have any logic for their own decision what is it I don't know and why here's my other thing is like why don't they actually physically connect with their son when nobody else is in the house why is he stuck in the walls 24-7? Why aren't they caring for their son in person? Like, it's like Brahms can only live vicariously through this doll. Because, he, I mean, he also has a porcelain mask on. So it's like, 
is he in his head i mean obviously like he thinks he's kind of the doll or whatever but like did his parents try to care for him and like maybe he doesn't like being touched anymore because of you know the fire or whatever but it's yeah. like spoiler alert, why the fire we'll get into it <laughs> i don't get it because i get they're trying to protect him for whatever reasons but if nobody else is in the house why is he still in the walls why is he still living there but the mom you know is still going over her routine and then um she's talking about how there could be vermin in the walls and you you know you think like rats and stuff that's what would make any creaking noises or you know stuff like that and then she says this is a country house and i put in my notes this is a cunt tree house <laughs> because she's a fucking bitch i put in one of my notes like when she's explaining like how to do the bedtime routine and stuff like that she tells greta the only way to learn is by doing so then greta tries to wake the doll up one time and then the mom is just like pushes her out of the way and then starts like to take him and do it all. And I was like, the mom is definitely a Virgo. And I can <laughs> recognize this because I am a Virgo. Also not having kids and I won't have a doll for a kid, just my dog. And she's fine. I let her do pretty much whatever she wants. So it's okay. You wouldn't allow your dog to live in a wall or make a porcelain copy of that dog. So I think you're good. You're doing no. good. Thank you. You're winning at life. Thank you. Yeah, so then they talk about food and how you have to set out a whole ass plate for this porcelain doll and um, how we don't throw food away. We just put it in the freezer. Um, and Rachel made some notes talking about like the deep freeze versus Tupperware. How it's all separate. I didn't even notice that. Well, because they have like an actual refrigerator because that's what Malcolm is putting the food into. But mm -hmm. then they have, I mean... I, I bet it's not like as cold to be like a freezer freezer, but it's like one of those deep freezers, like where you pull the thing up and yeah. then that's where she's supposed to put all the leftovers because they don't throw food away or anything like that. But that's another thing. It's like, well, we understand that she's putting that food in there because then Brahms is coming out some somehow to eat it. Right. But what is Greta supposed to do when she goes back and looks in the deep freeze and the food is gone? She's just supposed to be like, la, la, la. None this of this is no a critique sense. on the movie itself. No. It's completely the characters themselves, not the making of this movie choices at all. No, I just hate the parents. Yes. They are the true villains of this movie. If we had a sponsor, now would be a good time for us to, you know, be like, and if you also have parental trauma, use better help. <laughs> but nobody sponsors us so you guys Someday. are getting all of this for free so follow us on patreon and pay us 13 dollars. thank you <laughs> we appreciate you <laughs> after they're working on the food and, and this part's kind of long just so you can kind of understand like the psychosis really of how intense all of these instructions are and then we'll kind of breeze through some of the rest of it but the next thing is um daddy or mr heelshire because their last name is heelshire um, he is taking Greta out to show her the rat traps and to let her know, like, don't worry about hearing stuff in the walls. And then he makes a comment where basically, you know, they understand that they live in the country. He's fine if there's animals and stuff outside, but Brahms is not fond of animals. So they have traps all over the place. And then we see like dead rats and stuff like it's kind of gross. Yeah. And they're like 
old rat traps like i i don't know they looked weird yeah um, they're i mean but they're for legit rats not yeah, mice yeah they are big mr hillshire is like talking through greta like he seems more reasonable than the mom uh-huh. and he's just like you know i understand all of this is odd but our son is very much here with us and like makes eye contact with her and it's like i wonder what that could possibly mean yeah because the mother seems delusional but the dad seems to be all right for the most part like he seems all there yeah so he gets he just looks tired yeah absolutely very tired and and he gives greta you know the the written schedule as they say where it says like (laughs) 7 a.m wake up brahms dress him feed him music lessons reading lessons blah 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 throughout the day yeah then they kind of cut to they're going to do a good night prayer which is at the end of the night and at the very end of it they say thank you for all the she starts listing off and she added greta into the prayer and um the father seemed a little bit surprised by that like the mother is like she seems bitchy and distant. yeah but she's thankful for her and when i was watching this the first time the through again I forgot her name was Greta because they re- hadn't really said it much at this point. They kept calling her like Miss Evans. And oh, yeah. so I, I was like, who's Greta? And then later I was like, oh, now I know who Greta is because it's Miss Evans in the beginning. That's right. Yeah, they do call her that. But after the good night prayer, um, she does what what all of us would do is like call her friends and tell her everything that has happened can you imagine if i went somewhere and i just called you and i said bro i'm babysitting a doll like would you let me stay there and just tell me like oh you're gonna earn money to like help you out of your situation if you did not get on a plane and come drag my ass out of there like no we're done we're we're watching the doll together that's the difference (laughs) i'm coming with you because it's like how much are they paying you (laughs) would they pay for two of us I would literally, if it was you, I would show up and be like, I think you're speaking in code to me to tell me you're in trouble. So I'm here. (laughs) You forgot our safe word of like what, what it is to come save you. But I think this was it. (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely it. Um, But she calls her friend back home and is telling her about the weird things. And then the friend mentions that Cole keeps calling and asking about her and asking where she is and for her and then exactly and then there's a mention of a restraining order and then it kind of realize who she's running from at this point Mm -hmm. and I'm like if you're right if you are running to another country from someone you have a restraining order against that's all I need to know about that person true absolutely so that's kind of the end of the first day is, you know, just insanity, really. And then Greta wakes up to the mom screaming in the next room about Brahms, what have you done? And then the room's a mess when Greta comes in there and the mom kind of like pulls herself together and, and <laughs> I put it in my notes, like, you know, like the capital letter, not capital letter, but I was like, Brahms is not like other children. And I'm like, <laughs> you think? The father 
that morning looks like he's in a rush because he's like we haven't had a holiday in such a long time and he's just like trying to get out the door as quickly as possible and the last thing that he says to Greta is be good to him he'll be good to you be bad to him dot 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 yeah he doesn't really? finish it we're like oh, okay it's not ominous at all no. and then the mother hugs her and whispers i'm so sorry and then leaves so solemn like if they're going on a vacation you know typically you're a little bit more excited and then she she hugs greta and says like i'm so sorry and greta is just like you know i'll treat him like my own like trying yeah. to reassure the parent she has no idea what's going on and no and then they just and we don't even know for a while what's happening no so i mean Which, we're in the same boat we are like what the fuck is happening and normally when you're going on vacation it's i'm gonna be back you know we're only gonna be gone for x amount of days we're gonna be back on this time like call us if you need us anything like that like none of that just i'm so sorry peace out okay <laughs> like they're just gone so now greta is just by herself with the doll because malcolm is already gone she just sets him in a chair like a, a hallway chair and she just stares at him and she's like you creep me out and i was like correct so she starts putting her things away and relaxing Makes her homemade PB&J. When I say homemade, I mean she brought it with her and packed it. I know. I love that for her. She if, knows. Comfort food is everything. And it travels well. So good for her for bringing something. I get it. So she's putting her things away and then she falls asleep in a chair by the window. And in my head, I'm just like, that does not look comfortable at right, all. Right. And it's, I, I made a note because I noticed it this time when I was watching more than I've ever noticed it before. When she was in the car, when she was driving, she had like a t-shirt or something that she was like kind of using as a pillow against like the taxi window, but it was like under her chin, above her shoulder. It was just like filling the space. And she pulled the blanket when she was in the chair in the house up in that same spot. And I'm like, are you protecting your neck from Dracula or like what's going on? Like that's what, not like what a pillow she, place. What does she know that we don't? Well, we know more Ooh. we know more now. <laughs> we do <laughs> but we kind yeah. of just go through the next couple of days really i mean it, it it definitely eats up some time in the movie but she's at first you know not really paying attention to the rules she's leaves the doll there she walks by it a couple times it's still sitting there uh, yeah and she walks by one time and then she realizes like he's no longer covered up like the blanket is gone and so she just kind of like tosses him into the chair and is like, oh, fuck no. Because she's not following the rules, Brahms is sad. And she just hears like loud infant baby crying. And oh, at that right. point, like she wakes up to it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck that. There are no children or babies or real children here. Absolutely not. No way. She tries to look in the attic the next day. She's got like the little like hook thing to pull out the little ceiling wedge that has the ladder in it, like an old house thing, but she can't get up there. It's locked. She tries to call her friend, but then she gets a voicemail and then somebody calls her right back. But then it's just like, you know, creepy, scary movie breathing on the other end. 
I mean, it's just a couple of days where she's not following the rules. She thinks it's all a little creepy. And then it's day three by herself. Malcolm shows up with the weekly groceries and also her weekly pay, which is so interesting that he just, like the grocery boy just has the money, but whatever. Yeah. I don't write it. Greta asks Malcolm really for more information and Malcolm takes her to Brahms's grave. And then my favorite part about this is, you know, because he's just explaining, you know, he died in a fire when he was eight and all of this stuff. Uh, but that the parents, you know, the doll showed up later is what he says. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just, the parents needed a, a, a child, really, a something to take yeah. care of. So that's kind of how all their neuroses started, at least according to the town. But the fun little, like, edgy twist thing that they give is Greta just so nonchalantly points out that if Brahms had survived he would be Malcolm's age mm-hmm. so when Katrina and I were watching it we're like red flag that's a red flag why'd you have to say that like what do you, what yeah. do you have to say here what's going yeah. on and for me when I thought about it I was like is he like holed up in a, like a hospital bed like with crazy burns and like he can't move like I did not expect what came at the end of the movie no and we really should have to be honest but that it's a fun movie that allows you to at least yeah. have fun thinking about it as you're going mm-hmm. on which part of me is understanding why the parents were afraid of him because they do seem fearful at certain times because i feel like they probably were like it's fine while he was a kid but then he got huge and still like a bad person and they're like what do we do like we can't physically manhandle him and he's supposed to be dead what are you what are your options to hire a bunch of girls i guess yeah yeah so um malcolm offers to take greta out on the town he says that it's not a thing because she has explained she just got out of a thing so he's trying to like be really slick, but he's not slick at all, which is no. endearing or, mm-hmm. or maybe I have problems. I can't decide. No, I think he's cute. I think the way that he goes about it, like he seems genuine. Like he's just like funny and quirky. Mm-hmm. I think if his delivery was <clears throat> like more eye contact, like I can read your gum, then you'd be like, uh, get the fuck away from me, bro. But I think yeah, like he played it. Joke. He played it well because, like, it could have come off as aggressive and weird, real easily. And like, it is weird, but like, it's okay. Like, not everybody has to be perfect all the time. It's okay for people to be weird. Hello, we have a podcast. We are weird. Yeah, that's so, what we should have named it. We are weird. <laughs> yeah, we are weird. Oh, there you go. That would be Queer the spinoff. Dose. Queer Dose. Yeah. I did. I don't remember what season of RuPaul's Drag Race it was. I think it might have been Evie Oddly's season. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. I think that it's Evie Oddly when they're like doing the beginning and it's like all the queerdos. Oh, and I was like, yeah. oh, I love that. And then I found RuPaul out RuPaul probably already TM'd that. TM'd it, yeah. Yeah, so good for him. Yeah, Greta agrees to go on a date with Malcolm and go out on the town 
So the next scene is her like getting ready to get into the shower and get all dressed up. And she calls a friend to tell her that she's getting ready to go out with Malcolm. And in her room, she notices this doll is staring right at her and she's like in her underwear. She just like slams the door. Oh, which so I'm, like, I'm like, if you didn't put the doll facing that way, uh, yeah, no, no, thank you. She puts her necklace in her dress in the bathroom and she hops in the shower, but leaves like the door open. I know she was letting out the steam. Yeah. Which I like the steam. I just, I can't get dressed in the bathroom after I get a shower. Like I have to cool off. True. Because it, ugh. Yeah, it's really hard when you're on like vacation and stuff with other people. And Mm -hmm. then you have to like take all your stuff with you and then everything's got like mist. The absolute worst thing. I feel like I have a panic attack anytime I try to put on a sports bra when I'm still slightly like damp. Uh Uh-uh. It is. It's terrible. I, I, like, I feel like... right now thinking about it and I, just, <laughs> I hate it so no, it is really bad but she gets out of the shower and she notices that her dress is gone um and she also notices that her hair had been cut yeah and it's like right at like the side like just I don't know maybe one or two inches like yeah. of a space but I mean it's noticeable because she didn't notice I mean in general but I'm sure especially when she's pretty much alone like she's not doing too much but she's staring at herself in the mirror and she's like, wait a minute. Like I'm missing yeah. something here as I like run my fingers through my hair. Cause it doesn't feel the same. Yeah. You like, you just know, like when I cut well, my hair off, I was like, I don't have any hair. Cause I would like <laughs> brush my fingers through my hair. And I'm like, it stopped. It should yeah. go further. What I love next is she leaves the bathroom. Like her clothes are gone. Like she's just in like this humongous towel. Like it's gotta be more than a bath sheet. Cause it, wraps all the way around her body like twice and then it's tucked in and it's like shin length like <laughs> i want towels like that like i understand that she's skinny but like i want towels like that greta gets out of the bathroom and then the attic door and the stairs are down and she just mm. looks at it and she's like let me go there <laughs> And Absolutely I, put, not. I put in my notes, all caps, I'm like, girly, do not go upstairs. Do not pass go. Just get the fuck out. Like that towel covers more than anything. You're yeah. fine. Just, just leave. Oh wait, but doesn't she go into her like bedroom? Yeah. And like so her stuff she, is everywhere or missing? Yeah, or like what? all her clothes are gone. She can't get dressed in anything. Like, but all her drawers are open. And then when she... Like she hears something and then sticks out and then the attic is open and the stairs are down. Oh, that's right. You're right. So and yeah. I was like, fuck no. So she grabs that giant poker stick thing. I don't know. It's like a hook stick. I don't even know. So she takes it and goes up the attic stairs and just like has her head through the hole. And in my head, I'm only thinking is the grudge. Oh and my it's God. just, I'm waiting for her to turn her head and that little boy <laughs> to be right there. Traumatized. This is, okay, this is, a lot of this movie asks for you to have, like, a suspension of, like, disbelief and stuff, right? Like, we're just supposed to go along with it. I'm not down with her going into that attic for any reason. I don't care that her clothes are gone. Her feet work. 
go downstairs, leave. Especially when you know Malcolm is on his way. Yeah. Wait for him on the doorstep and be like, help me find my clothes. So she goes all the way up into the attic. And then while she, when she walks away from it, the fucking attic door slams shut. Nope. She's locked in there. And she's, Mm -hmm. she's done. She can't get out. She tries to break the window because she sees Malcolm pull in the driveway through the window and she's trying to break it and she breaks the stick. Genius. Yeah. And so she's walking through the attic and she thinks she like sees a, what looks like a grown man's shadow and gets scared, falls, knocks herself out cold. Yeah. She like trips over something and like hits the back of her head. It's yeah. pretty intense. Yeah. But, so and Malcolm just drives the- away. Like he yeah. went up to the door and then he waited, like, which is nice. I think it's. Yeah. He probably assumed she got cold feet and he didn't want to like impose, which like and make her feel pressured, which is nice. And for him not knowing that he's in a horror movie, really, kind of. I mean, there's like a weird doll. Like that's kind of a nice thing to do. Yeah. Because Malcolm I mean, doesn't know. We don't see that he tries to even call i don't remember a phone ringing but it's just kind of weird like we know that this girl is all by herself like honestly regardless of anything else i would just want to want to make sure like you know in the house Mm -hmm. like did she trip and fall down the stairs and she's lying with like a broken neck or something yeah well and not only that but like that's just the virgo this is this entire thing was like brahms keeping her from going out with malcolm like he did not want her to leave. So this was his solution. Lock her in the attic. And she can't go nowhere. Nope, so the next day. Yeah. So she wakes up the next morning. And obviously her head hurts. Because she got KO'd by the floor. <laughs> and she sees like clothing over there that made the shape of a man. Mm, I don't believe that. So I believe she finds. What they want us to believe. Right. She finds baby photos of bronze attic ladder just magically opens not suspicious at all so she comes down with the hook though she did not leave that behind and then all her clothes are back and Greta tells Malcolm about the night before and he helps her like check the house make sure there's no one there and then he tries to blame it on her sleepwalking absolutely not you don't remember sleepwalking no and and she still woke up in the attic Right. It wasn't like she went to bed and woke up in the attic. She remembers the whole thing up until the point of hitting her head. It's not sleep on me. Just when we started to like Malcolm, he gaslights her. Rude. That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Greta and Malcolm are playing pool because they have a pool table in their house, which I guess is kind of a thing, but like it's a little odd in this house to me at least and she's just like tell me the truth like what was he like and malcolm says that he spoke to the dad once and all that the dad said was that brahms was odd which made me think of <laughs> beauty and the beast and it's like papa do you think i'm odd and then maurice is the name of the dad in beauty and the beast and he just pops out of his little invention with like his magnifying glasses on he's like my daughter odd like that's comedy (laughs) comedy i love it but then we kind of like switch point of view and then now what it appears to be is that 
Brahms, the doll, is listening to the conversation that Greta and Malcolm are having. And this whole time, you're like, are they angering a spirit? Like, I don't get it. Because a lot of people don't like porcelain dolls or dolls in general because dolls, like, house spirits sometimes. So it would have made sense if he was possessed, if the doll was possessed by something darker or Brahms's spirit. So, yeah, we had no idea. This this whole movie, when Katrina and I first watched it, we're like, which one is it? So we were just like, it could be so many things. And I feel like it's not going to be what we think it is because they want us to think that it is. So it's not going to be that. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was very fun. Yeah. So after the pool table scene, um, Greta is talking to her friend again. And she learns that uh, the friend's son answered the door when Cole came by and gave Cole her address to write a letter. And Greta's like, I'm not going to read anything that he writes. And she went to the UK to get away. And this, I I mean, he's a child. We can't blame a literal child for trying to help. Because they probably don't know the whole situation. I get that. But also, I just want to know the circumstances. How he gave it. And how he knew where to find it that his mom and Greta's friend didn't like have it well and I also wonder if Cole manipulated the kid into feeling bad and it's very possible Cole's a bad dude Mm. we don't like him Mm. later that night Greta is brushing her teeth and she hears children's laughter Mm -mm. awful absolutely awful and she goes to check on Brahms and there are just papers all over the bedroom floor and I'm like, what? Is, is there like a window open? That No. So she moves his head and the head just like snaps back. Oh my God. <laughs> and, it's so scary. The biggest jump scare. Because I, in my notes, I wrote, God damn it, it got me again. Because I knew, I knew it was going to happen. And then <laughs> Rachel watched it after I had written my notes. And in her notes, she said, fuck, it got me too, even after reading my notes. Like, it's just that good of a jump scare because they just timed it so well. It's like, it's the it's- music, it's the action. I mean, I don't mind jump scares. Like, I, I mean, I like a little spook in my spookies, you know what I mean? Right. So like, oh, it got me. I love it. It was, it was a good one. So now <laughs> she wakes up because it was a dream. I just read she my, wakes your, up. my next note. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> she wakes up. Here's actual laughter. Yeah. And then the, opens... the head snapping back was a dream. And yeah. her second dream, because she dreamt about him like reaching towards her something. in like a portrait earlier. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, she just keeps, like, waiting for him to move kind of a thing, yeah. which I would probably do, too. So, like, I get it. The nightmares make sense. With the trauma and this creepy-ass doll, the nightmares make sense. She um, opens up her bedroom door and her shoes are back. Yeah, her shoes that she lost in, in the, the very beginning. beginning. Yeah, where the mother was like, where are your shoes? And the note that Rachel was referring to is like, I just know Katrina was watching her walk around barefoot, like no feet for free. (laughs) I saw, I literally saw um, a TikToker that I follow 
he's like a homestead person like he like lives off grid and everything and he was like showing something and he had his like bare foot in the shot and I was like no <laughs> did we put it in another podcast or something he was like you told me I could have my feet now anyway so, she has shoes now no bare feet she she now has her boots back um and Brahms is sitting on his bed by his schedule laid out very nicely oh my god like terrifying hint hint it honestly it's this is a very scary sequence yeah well and this is where we see the shift in Greta so this entire time she has been nonchalant non-believing like rude towards Brahms all of that but she's starting to become a believer in that Brahms is alive at this point. And her attitude completely changes um, once I she thought, starts believing. If I thought a doll was alive, I would change my behavior too. She, homegirl's just doing what she needs to do to survive. And I love her Absolutely. For that. So her, her shoes are back. She sees that the doll is sitting straight up. She freaks out. She runs into her room. And then she tries to make a phone call. The phone doesn't work. And then she hangs up the phone and then the phone rings again. And it's not scary mm-hmm. breathing. She just hears like, Greta, like Ugh. a little child's voice. It's terrifying. And then you can hear it there in the hallway. And it's like, please come out of your room. Come play with me. Why won't you just follow the rules? My notes are, girl, he gave you your shoes. Run. <laughs> you have all your shit get out yeah i mean what else do you need right after all of that like she sees like feet walking by like the shadow of feet under her door Uh Mm -mm, absolutely not and then she hears i promise i'll be good it's your favorite and she opens the door no you don't open no first of all no so i feel like this is the (sighs) point where somebody should recognize that they're in a horror movie. Like, weird stuff has definitely been happening to her. She's in a very odd situation. But, like, there needs to be some kind of, like, okay. But, you know, she- and that just made me think, like, would, if we were in, like, some kind of situation, at what point would we be, like, this is a horror movie. We need to get out right now. No. Like, here's, here's the thing. There is no point for us because we are both Earth signs. And we have anxiety. So <laughs> it's always a horror movie. We are always prepared. Have we talked about our worst case scenario back and forth deal on the podcast yet? I I don't know if we have, but I don't think I've ever lost to anybody. <laughs> I'm just saying right now. So, I, <laughs> everything is a horror movie. Everything is a worst case scenario. <laughs> and we will always be prepared for it. Both of us. Absolutely. So in Greta's worst case scenario, she opens the door and sees a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on a tray in front of it. Mm-hmm. And God she just her. starts laughing because I'm like, what do you do at this point? Like, you're crazy. You think you're crazy. Like, she just starts laughing, which yeah, I'm like, she- I guess that's an appropriate response. Yeah. So then she goes into Brom's bedroom, like right next door. And she's just like, is is this what you want? Like, attention? 
basically and she's just laughing and i like put in my notes i'm like she's cracked like she's done so mm-hmm. absolutely what else are you gonna do yeah well and then whatever she says is this what you want like about the schedule and then the phone starts ringing like he's allowing you to have a phone call now um and greta tries to explain the shoes situation to malcolm and he seems concerned which he should because bitch is crazy she's she's coming off pretty strong yeah so we cut to we haven't heard or seen the mother and the father at all at this like since they left but we cut to a scene of the mother writing a letter and it's cutting back and forth between her writing a letter and then them putting rocks in their pockets i know i put in my notes i was like "Mm, this is very gone girl of them (laughs) and then it just we see them holding hands walking out into i don't know if it's the ocean if it's a pond or a lake i have no idea something where they're gonna water They've lined their pockets with rocks and walk into the water together holding hands, which is sweet, but also just run away. He'll never know. It when Katrina and I watched this the first time, we we had no idea what was going on. Like obviously them putting rocks in their pockets, like we were figuring out, but we're just like, like, what is going on? Like, yeah, why are you killing yourselves? What what is it? that this is your only solution well but and it's like and also that they would go that way like i mean i i suppose i mean it's definitely more cinematic a little bit more romantic maybe yeah i guess they're holding hands but if they have the money that they are showcasing throughout this whole thing they could buy enough drugs to make their going out much more pleasant. That's kind of my thing. Like, I can kind of understand them not, like, shooting each other because it's too messy. violent for them. It's messy. It's hard. And I don't know if they are trying to punish themselves because I don't know if they're blaming themselves for bronze and just, this is what I deserve. So, like, in a cinematic way, it's pretty beautiful. Like, the scene is shot really well. They're, like, I mean, there's a lot of feeling, and I think the score plays really well. But just as a viewer, I'm like, what yeah. happened? Like, we, we, just, <laughs> we just took a turn after we took a turn. Yeah. Poor mother and father are now departed from us. <laughs> and we go back to the mansion and Greta is now following the schedule, treating Brahms nicely like a baby. And she's reading to him, hears the phone, ignores it, but she wasn't going to kiss him goodnight. I know she does everything. And then she's just like, mm, goodnight Brahms. Like she's still hanging on like a little yeah. bit. There's that. There's still a slight doubt and hesitation in her. Um, so she plays the piano to Brahms, and Malcolm interrupts and scares the crap out of her. Ballad. And so, and she gets up and she's holding Brahms like a baby, and he asks her, "Are you okay?" Because the last time that they talked was she was trying to explain to Malcolm the shoes situation, and he was, not was thinking, it. "This bitch is crazy." He has the parents' letter in the sack of mail that he dropped off, but she never opens it. So, like, he sets it down, and I'm like, really wish she had read that letter. He offers a night on the town, which she turns down. And at this point, she seems obsessed with Brahms. Yeah, she is 
following the itinerary to a T. She's playing the music. She's reading the books. She's like talking to him. She sets Brahms the doll at the table and then is trying to get him to like eat. And Katrina and I, mm-hmm. the first time we watched this, we really fucking thought that doll was just going to like grab some food. <laughs> we did. We really did. We're like, what oh. is happening here? We just really like, thought that that doll was going to move. Um, but we, it doesn't. And no. Malcolm, it's like us. Like, what is going on? Yeah. And she gets mad at the doll and it like throws the food in the trash and... Oh, yeah. You're not supposed to throw the food away. And he moves. He's in a different position after she throws the food away. And I think she was like... Insane. Well, and I'm like, she was not gone that long. She... Or that far. No. Absolutely. And like, she... The size of this man for him to be able to tiptoe and in and out. Phenomenal. A plus. I mean, he's got practice, but like, still. Like, physics... Greta tells Malcolm that she thinks that Brahms is alive and she's got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. So she takes Malcolm upstairs, sets Brahms down in his room and draws like a chalk outline around him, takes Malcolm to her room. And then she like knocks on the wall or something and is like, okay, like go ahead. Like it's time to do your trick. Mm-hmm. And Katrina's note in this is that Malcolm is like this bitch has lost her goddamn mind (laughs) (laughs) but that's exactly what it is and then they go back into the room into Brahms room after they hear like a little giggle and Brahms is gone the doll vanished completely and Malcolm is like what is going on I think his reaction was, can we fucking get out now? Can we leave? Um, and yes. they're like, he's like, where is it? And she's like, I don't know. He goes somewhere different every time. I find him all around. And I'm like, it's like a little game and she's having the time of her life. Like she's <laughs> having such a good time. And it's like her motherly instinct kind of kicks in because she says she believes it's a boy and she's there for a reason. Like she was chosen for a reason. She's here for a reason. She mentions how she got pregnant by Cole and said that he changed, but she lost the baby because of Cole. So we can obviously deduce that like something abusive happened. Right. And then she miscarried. So we don't know exactly what, but they're on like a little outside walk. Then she says that, Greta says that she knows what it's like to lose a child. So she identifies with the Heelshires. My thought is, I don't have any children. I don't ever plan on having children. But something tells me, like, it it can't be, like, the exact same. And she's not crazy like the Heelshires are. And, like, right. she doesn't have, like, a doll to, no. <laughs> to replace. pretends is her child yeah and, uh, I mean, she, of course it's a sad situation but and and I, I agree with you and I mean I also don't have children but I assume that a miscarriage is traumatic but Absolutely. not not nearly as traumatic as having the child bonding with the child 
it living for eight years and dying. I wouldn't even, I don't, I mean, not even like eight years. Like it's hard to compare trauma and say, you know, this one is worse, but I mean, it has to be different at least. Right. Right. If you want the child, it's going to be traumatic regardless. It's going to be devastating. So like after she is validated by Brahms moving and Malcolm's okay, eh, you're not crazy, crazy. Um, just, just a little cry. She is putting Brahms to bed and Greta and Malcolm start kissing. And then we get a view from like the keyhole of them kissing. Oh yeah. That was creepy. We just hear some like loud ass classical music start playing. I'm like jealous much. I know Brahms is totally cock blocking. Again, again, first date night, now this. I know. And then Greta just turns down the music and sees the doll. And she's like, you're going to hurt your ears, silly boy. And it's like, this is the part where it's, it just doesn't feel as natural for her character. No. They go to the kitchen and she tells Malcolm, it's just a tantrum. Listen, no. She talks about the parents saying, they chose me. They want me to stay here with Brahms. And I'm like, yeah, but they went through a lot. Their their selection process was mm, iffy. Like their reasoning was- Iffy at best. No bueno. Malcolm is kind of just at the point where he's like, okay, this is kind of enough. And he tells Greta that on Brahms' 18th, or not 18th, 8th birthday- a girl died at his party. She was found in the woods. And then as the town was trying to figure out what happened to this little girl, Emily, all of a sudden, you know, they had a house fire and Brahms perished in the fire. And then Greta is still like disbelieving Malcolm after, you know, there's a lot of proof that what's going on here probably isn't so great. She just says, I know he wouldn't hurt me. Ugh. Ugh. And in my my note says, obviously your choice in men is not great. I know, because of Cole. I'm just like, ugh. They, she finds some photos of Emily, a girl who died. And it's ironic to me that she is talking to Brahms, like, you wouldn't hurt me, Brahms, would you? And then the like, next Emily day, was murdered. Like, she didn't absolutely. just, you know, choke on a piece of cake. She was killed. Yeah, and the the fire was to cover that up. They killed, quote unquote, killed their son. So there was no like, like punishment, trial, nothing. Yeah. You can't punish somebody who's already dead. So they basically hid their son, protected him, and turned him into a monster. But I mean, he was already kind of a monster to begin with. Like the dad well, said he was odd. We want to talk about, um, monsters let's go to the next scene oh yeah so the next day she is still babying brahms like carrying him around while she's doing chores like checking the rat traps and then here's someone's playing pool in that pool room walks in and says malcolm and it's fucking cold motherfucker crossed this the pond fucking and found her piece of shit so i'm gonna find her friend and her friend's kid i'm gonna bust a cap he look what he did yeah he wasn't gonna write a letter you dipshit 
Exactly. So and <gasps> this man, Cole, Cole's a big guy. He's huge. And I love his Canadian tuxedo, but he's just playing pool. He went all this way. This man travels thousands of miles, breaks into this mansion somehow. We, we don't know how. And then just starts fucking playing pool. Greta explains to him, Cole, that they pay her to look after this doll. Cole wants to try and convince her to come back and make it work. And he starts talking about work. So Cole's trying to convince her to come home and says, I understand why you left. And then just has plane tickets home for the both of them. How presumptuous of you. Like, are you kidding me? Very man. But Greta says that she's not going. And then Malcolm shows up with a delivery while Cole's looking at the doll. And Cole's like, you know, who the fuck are you? You know, are you scamming on all my squirrel? And (laughs) I mean, basically. Yeah. And Malcolm you know, picks up the vibe that this is not so great. And he asks Greta, you know, is she okay? She, get, Greta just like gets rid of him. And then Cole's like, oh, should I be worried? It's like, bruh, what? You're not together. She Shut left you. the fuck up. Literally left the country and you. The continent. <laughs> the entire continent. The hemisphere. She's gone. And then he has the fucking audacity when she says you can sleep on the like guest room or couch or something. And he's like, I guess I'm not sleeping in your bed with you. Absolutely not. No way. And then he asks for forgiveness and then threatens her saying you're not leaving. What? It's like, I'm so sorry. I acted that way. Let me act that way again. And then he tells her, make sure you're packed and ready by morning. I wanted to jump through that fucking screen so bad and just shove the eight ball down his throat. And then a pool stick up his ass. Or up the urethra, whichever one is more painful. I feel like the urethra would be more painful. That's what we're doing. (laughs) Okay. Now we're kind of at the climax of the movie. Yeah, Greta's in her bed. Cole is on like a couch that's in the pool room. And my thought about this was, there are so many rooms in this house. He's staying on the couch. Not that he like deserves a bed, but I'm just like thinking in general. Greta is sleeping in Brahms's bed, and she tells him that she needs his help. Like she whispers it. They're like cuddling, and then Malcolm. We see him sleeping in his car outside because he knew that stuff was not okay he is a gentleman he he plays right he does like the weird stuff that like should be a red flag but like it's okay whereas cole we're just like wee woo wee woo wee woo bad 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 <laughs> literally the epitome of a walking red flag cole wakes up we can kind of you know see him sleeping he wakes up because blood is dripping on his face and that's pretty gross mm-hmm. it's not sanitary And then he wakes up, starts screaming. Greta comes running in. And then she sees, like, get out is written in blood, like, above the pool table on the wall. And then Cole grabs her, starts accusing her of it. And she tells him that it's Brahms. Like, she's just straight up telling him that the doll did it. Because the doll is sitting right underneath the blood. Can you imagine? 
This is the one time I will side with Cole. It seems a little outlandish that a doll did this. Well, and this is when we were watching the movie and I'm like, all right, it's a spirit. The doll is being moved around. It's a conduit. What are we doing here? Right. Absolutely. We're like, this place is fucking haunted. The spirit is obsessed with her. You know what? Take that airplane ticket for sure. (laughs) It was, yeah. So he grabs her, obviously he's accusing her of it. And then he tries to pacify her by agreeing and then like saying, okay, yeah, it was him. It was him. And then they fight over the doll. He grabs bronze and then throws uh, Greta onto the floor. Yeah, because they're like trying to fight over the doll. Yeah. And then at this point, they're trying to, like, she's trying to reason with him. And Cole just smashes bronze into a thousand pieces. And Greta is just devastated. Oh my gosh. Like, heartbroken. The stress that we had when he broke the doll, when we watched it, we were just like, all hell's about oh to break loose. Oh my god, like we are in for it. Like everything's gonna turn black. There's gonna be demons everywhere. We we were done for. I was ready for like pool balls flying around, chairs on the ceiling. What we were not prepared for. There are loud noises, everything's starting to get crazy. Yeah, Greta Cole and Malcolm are there now, just like yeah. staring around because. Like, you can hear, like, banging in the walls, and I'm like, this is demon. This is it. We're done. Like, goodbye. Yep. And then Cole is standing by a mirror. This massive arm punches through the mirror. Out of this wall, we see, like, a face, kind of, and it says, Greta. Like, I'm dead. Oh, I wanted to crawl out of my skin. (laughs) And it's a full-grown man. Hairy Harry, Harry, man comes out of the wall. Yeah, and he, like, my note is like, why does he come out like that? Like, he like hunches his head into his shoulders, and then he like puts his hands on the wall outside the mirror, and then he's like Spider Manning, like mm-hmm. out of Ugh. where the mirror was on the wall. Why did he have to come out like that? Why did he have to be so scary? Why does he have a matching porcelain mask on? Seriously, he's wearing the doll face on his face. Real Brahms, not doll Brahms. Yeah. Real ass Brahms. Yeah, when we say Brahms now, we're referring to like a 12 foot tall, like werewolf hairy man. So Brahms starts attacking the men and he kills Cole with a shard from his own like porcelain doll mean poetic but like holy shit yeah like does not fuck around straight up nukes him murders him straight out the gate yeah he's like done he's not fucking around so greta and malcolm run upstairs they um hide in greta's room and then they kind of realize like because greta's room and brahm's room were connected so brahm's was trying to run in through the closet and then Greta picks up the landline that she's had in her room and cleans his clock. Like she just <laughs> whips him in the face. And I'm like, okay, girl, like I'm behind you again. Like we're starting to make some smart choices here. And then yeah. they find themselves like inside of the walls. Like they, they get into it. They're like, this is really going to be our only way out. But Brahms obviously has an advantage because Uh, he's been living in the walls for 10 15 20 years 
Yeah, and he obviously can be quiet. He knows it's like a maze in there. Like, how do you know where you're going in this? Like, she's only been there. Let's say she's been there at least two weeks, right? It's okay. a mansion. How are you supposed to navigate the walls and know where you are in the house? I don't I, know. It, stress. Liter just stress. So Malcolm and Greta, they find their way into Brahms's bedroom inside the walls. I don't even know where it could possibly be because there's a lot of space in there and he like kind of has like a kitchenette set up with like a table yeah. and he's got a bed and he has this uh, an, an effigy a life-size voodoo doll looking thing of Greta that has her dress on that was stolen when she took a shower the necklace that was around her neck when she took it off to take a shower and it's got like the little pieces of her hair on it that he cut yeah Ugh, it's so gross and Malcolm is just like we got to get out of here like he's like trying to find other tunnels and Greta I'll let it slide you know she like stops because what else are you gonna do when you see like a dummy of yourself yeah it's 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 shocking and then she finds the letter that the parents wrote and it says quote we will not be back the girl is yours now she's first of all she's not a possession nobody can own her yeah girl like power. you can't you can't give someone a human being Mm-mm. what anyway no, it's terrible absolutely not but brahms is coming after them so malcolm and greta are in the walls they're trying to get their way out greta finds a way out but brahms has gotten malcolm and is beating him and yeah. Greta still has to go. Brahms is like, you know, if you leave, I'll kill him. But she has to go. And I don't blame her for that. No. At, at that point, Katrina, if I'm caught, it's okay if you go ahead. It's okay. I appreciate that. It's okay. I won't I won't be mad at you in the afterlife. You can haunt me, but nicely. Just visit nicely. Okay. But Greta gets out. She runs back inside the house. And then she grabs, like, a letter opener or something as a weapon. So she happens upon Brahms. And then she's like, it's time for bed now. Like, she just, like, totally turns on babysitter mode. Which Mm -hmm. I like. Like, that's, like, a fun thing because Brahms goes along with it. Because, I mean, he has the mind of a child, basically. He's been treated like this. Like, this is what he wants. Greta is taking brahms to bed she's saying i told you i wouldn't leave you and i didn't so she's tucking him in and then he knows the rules and he's Uh, just like you have to give me a good night kiss the way he says kiss kiss oh he's so gross and he's still wearing like the little porcelain mask thing and she like kind of kisses it like the most like non-kiss thing that she can do and then he just grabs her and then he's trying to make out with her but homegirl takes out her little letter opener and stabs him in the stomach it's brilliant i love her for it greta stabs brahms and he just throws her like it is nothing like she is literal air she sails through the wall Uh, or through the air into the wall basically yeah bro is strong as fuck and he starts choking her but greta is able to grab the knife and twist it into his stomach further so he would let go of her yeah and and then he drops he drops 
his mask is kind of all broken off so we can see all the burns that are on his face. So the house fire that he was in was real. But now it's kind of like, well, did he set the house fire or like what happened? But he was in the house fire and he's shaking on the ground. You know, obviously he's stabbed in the stomach. That's no blood. Greta runs into the walls. She finds Malcolm. They get out. They get into his car. They're driving away. And then like you think like finally she made it out happy ending right wrong it pans back over the like castle basically it goes into the walls into brahm's bedroom and he is fixing his porcelain doll like gluing it piece by piece back together yeah so the very last shot of the movie is human brahm's like puts the eyeball back in doll brahm's and like centers the doll to look right towards the camera and then the movie ends so we're just like which it's a really great movie and katrina put the notes together kind of for like our theming about you know uh a women's related issue that we can talk about and she came up with entitlement that men have towards women and that's literally the entire thing and it's disgusting through the entire thing it's brahms is gifted a woman but also at the same time cole who she's running away from feels so entitled to fly to another country to tell her to come back and it's just greta escaping men basically this whole time but it's also how terrible mothers will support their sons even if they're serial killers yeah i mean i think there should be an extent there should be a limit to that love it's hard I really, I mean, absolutely. I really can't imagine. I mean, what's Brian Landry, Laundry, the guy who killed Gabby Petito? Mm. I'm messing up her name. I'm sorry. Like Petito, I haven't yeah. heard it said out loud. I've only read it. His parents covered it up. Your son or child is a terrible person and human being, has committed the worst acts possible, and you still support, protect save them they are grown-ass men at this point they're making grown-ass decisions they get grown-ass consequences yeah and it's you know it's one of the things it's like you feel for the parents we don't know every thought process that they've had but i mean obviously they ended up in such a bad place that they had to kill themselves because of what they had done to support Brahms it's sad and obviously Brahms has no remorse like he's a complete psychopath but it's it's a very interesting representation obviously it's a movie but if you want to correlate a movie to things that we do see every day I mean how easy was it for us to just come up with those examples Greta got out though because she's smart we we had a little like if in the middle but then we we pulled through Greta's a great final girl so that was the boy. So that was our thoughts on the boy. Let us know what you guys think. And we hope to hear from you guys. Join our Patreon. We've got fun stuff coming up on there. I've got uh, some good screenshots from Katrina's and my texts about <laughs> what our next movie is going to be. So it's going to be fun. Uh, we will see you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.